Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. And if you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. More details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. We're going to continue this week with a message that's both evangelistic in nature and object. And the theme that we're working through and we'll be finishing up this week is the answer to eternity's most important questions. And today we're going to talk about the call to come and the call to go. The text we're concentrating on today is Mark 3, 14 and 15. Let's read it together. Verse 14 says, And he appointed twelve apostles, 12 disciples, so that they would be with him for instruction, and so that he could send them out to preach the gospel as apostles, that is, as his special messengers, personally chosen representatives, verse 15, and to have authority and power to cast out demons. The scripture reading that we'll work through is Mark three thirteen through to 19, but let's pray before we go any further. Father, We accept this day as a day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad in it. We bow down and worship before you, Lord. We rise up to praise you and go forth to proclaim your greatness and goodness to others. We come today bringing our tithes and offerings that we might not only invest in, but also be involved in your redemptive work of sharing the good news of your love to all of mankind. Bless this congregation of believers, Lord. Bless each one who gives to your work. Accept these gifts and bless them to your honour and glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen. You know, we can respond to the words of the Bible by coming to Jesus, just as we are, and by encouraging others to come just as they are as well. We cannot come to Jesus and remain exactly as we are. We have to change. He produces radical changes in those who come to him and experience his transforming presence. Jesus' transformational power is demonstrated most dramatically in the changes that come about in the disciples, who later become the apostles. In the days following Jesus' ascension, they were brave, and courageous proclaimers of the message and brought the son it brought some of them the hostility of both the political and the religious leaders you know they they were preaching god's word and they were persecuted for it people were hostile towards them It's nothing different today. The same things are going on. Luke declared in Acts 4.13, talks about the threat and the release. Now when the men of the Sanhedrin, which was the Jewish high court, saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained ordinary men, they were astounded and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. An apostle must first be a disciple. 
and not all disciples will become apostles. A lot of people running around the world at the moment are calling themselves apostles, but I can assure you they're not. And I can assure you most of them have never been a disciple to start with. A disciple is a listener. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is a follower. Twelve of Jesus' disciples became his apostles. And the word apostle, when it's translated, means one sent forth. Thus an apostle was a representative of another who went on a mission. Apostles have some parallels with our modern day ambassadors. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. Paul spoke about apostles as being the gifts of the Spirit to the church. We cannot limit this term to the original 12, however. There are not as many apostles as people would have you believe today. It's interesting, I think, in the account of the calling of the 12 that Jesus appointed them to be with him and to be sent out to preach. Becoming born again is only just the starting point. If we are to become the servants, the helpers, the apostles of Jesus Christ, we must be with him. The disciples became apostles. The disciples who sincerely worshipped Jesus Christ and stayed with him went forth to be his witnesses. They weren't doing it on their own accord. These 12 men, originally so helpless and so insignificant, became the helpers of Christ, of God, and of the church. These men who become known as apostles were originally receivers. They were self-seekers who had a vested interest in following Christ. But by being with him, they were changed into givers. They started their pilgrimages as reservoirs and ended up their pilgrim ended their pilgrimage as a stream. So they started as a dam. They were holding on to everything. And then they become streams and let everything flow out again. They went from being spectators to participants and eventually partners of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ calls us to be with him before he sends us out to be his blessing to others. Many people complain that God's not using them, but perhaps they weren't spending time with him first. You know, Jesus calls us all to come. He invites us to him so we might experience the cleansing of forgiveness. Through his death on the cross, Jesus dealt with our sin problem. He offers us forgiveness that is full and free and forever. Every person needs to be clean before God. He invites us to enter into a family relationship with God. No one likes to be an outsider. No one enjoys being alienated and experiencing loneliness. Jesus Christ came in order that people might enter into God's family. <clears throat> he wants everyone to experience the sense of belonging that comes to those who are members of God's family. He invites us to come to him for fullness of life. Look at John 10.10. 10. The key thief comes only to, in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and life in abundance. Jesus intends that we experience something more than birth into God's family or enrollment in his school. He wants us to experience wholeness. Jesus calls everyone to companionship, 
after inviting people to become believers and disciples, Jesus selects and calls them into companionship in which they might become apostles. Say, might become apostles. We are to respond to him as Lord and teacher and shepherd and friend. Before the original disciples could become apostles, it was necessary that they should be with him. Only by being with Jesus could the disciples get acquainted with God. Later, Jesus was to say in John 14.9, I have, have I been with you for so long a time, and you do not know me yet. He's talking to Philip here. Nor recognize clearly who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus came to introduce God to people and people to God. He came to manifest the character and purpose of God. He wanted his disciples to be with him so that they could truly become acquainted with God. And it takes time to get acquainted with someone. We must listen to someone to get to know them. We must carefully watch someone to deeply get acquainted with them. These disciples were desperately needed to get acquainted with God. They needed it because that's who Jesus was revealing. To experience this, they had to be with Jesus. How long have you been with Jesus? To what degree are you watching and listening to God in order that you might become or come into a greater relationship with him? Only by being with Jesus can we learn how to live by faith. We have to learn to trust God. Many of us want to trust in ourselves or in our circumstances. We want to walk by sight and by common sense. Many of us want to plot our own course and let, then let God okay it. We want to jump off a cliff and depend on God to rescue us. Jesus teaches us that God is good and wise. That God is at work for good in all things and that he is always reliable, and that God does not always work according to the human timetable. Jesus helps us know that God will always show us what is right. Only by being with Jesus can we learn the way of love. Jesus wanted to teach us and teach his disciples to love God supremely and to love others with the same measure that they love themselves. Most of us live self-centered, selfish lives. We confuse lust with love. Jesus taught and demonstrated the way of love. He always had a persistent, unbreakable spirit of goodwill towards others and an unflinching desire for constructive action on their behalf. The security and development of others was always uppermost in his mind. By his example... As well as by his teachings, Jesus showed his disciples what it meant to live by the principle of love. They could learn this only when they were with him. How much time do you spend with Jesus? Are you in the process of learning to live by the principle of love? Only by being with Jesus could his disciples learn the importance of absolute obedience. Jesus was obedient to his Father and sought at all times to carry out God's will in his life, even to the point of dying on a cross. 
So he sought to instill in his disciples the desire to so love God that they would always be obedient to his commands. For he knew that the evangelization of the world would be dependent on obedience. When a person dies to self, they will be raised back to life again. This is the principle that remains true for us today. Have you come to know Jesus? We're finishing up now. Have you come to know Jesus Christ through the forgiveness of your sins? Have you come to know God as the Father and his family as brothers and sisters? Have you spent time with Jesus in order that he might place his mark on your mind and heart so that others can see his presence in your life? It was after considerable teaching and growth that in Acts 11.26 it says, And when he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. For an entire year they met with others in the church and instructed large numbers. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. In Antioch they became Christians as they let Jesus change them into his own image. God needs you to be obedient. Because others need what God can do through you. Determine today. That's my challenge for you. Determine today that you will be with him so that he can make you all he wants you to be. Let him use your life as the raw material to shape into his image. And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because... God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body if you will allow Him to. And you're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.